Hey guys, Luke here. It's October, and you know what that means. We've got another spooky audio play coming at ya. This year, we've got a three-act story. Uh, the first story is going to follow as soon as I finish yapping at ya. I did want to give you a little warning that the beginning of this play has some talking in the background. If you can hear my voice right now, you do not need to adjust your volume. Trust me, Jason comes in pretty hot. I also want to say, if you like this story, please go and check out Into the Wallwood by L.M. Hosley on Amazon.com. It's a good read if I do say so myself. Now, I want you to go get yourself a glass and fill it with that liquid that makes you feel just right. Go find a quiet corner of your house, pop in those earbuds, and get carried away. Enjoy the show. The following audio drama is a work of fiction. Any resemblance to persons or events, living or deceased, past, present, or future, are merely coincidence. You are entering a Lost Art of Production. Twisted Tales from Twisted Minds. An audio play. Interment. Act One. I didn't see you there. It sure is a nice day for a visit to the cemetery. Of course, I'm working. The name's Terry. I'm kind of a semi-groundskeeper, semi-grave digger, semi-resident. I have an apartment downtown, but sometimes it's just easier to stay here. I always work to be done. You know how it is. And let her go. Join me in prayer. They call me Semitary. Just let me know if you need anything. Ashes to ashes and dust to dust. We don't choose to say goodbye, but we must. I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to pry. You do seem comfortable sitting in the shade of that beautiful elm, but you still seem somehow distressed. Of course, poor Mrs. Robinson, she always tried to be so healthy, and yet, did you know her? That seems like there's been a burial service every day here in the Buffalo Crossing Cemetery lately. It's a good workout, but I'm tired. Good for business. Don't give me that look. The increased death rate is proof of nothing more sinister than an aging population. And I would know. Your cemetery is a great place to... Find out what's happening in town. Lots of interesting stories, but no existential threat. Not yet. Lots of interesting stories. Miss Robinson's tale is 
quite mundane, but uh, do you see the teen with the red hair over there? The one who keeps looking over here? Uh, that's Miss Robinson's nephew, Nate. He had an interesting time when he moved to town a few years ago. Here it is, home sweet home. The old wooden cabin had been lightly updated and weatherized, but Nate still felt like every minute it took to get there from town took him ten years back in time. What do you think, Nate? It's great, Mom. Oh, shut it. I'll admit the house needs a little work, but look at all this space. Nate looked around at the leaf-strewn ground that went as far as he could see in every direction. Which wasn't actually that far due to the dense woods that surrounded his new home. Yeah, Mom. Can't wait to use all this space when I play with the neighbors. You are gonna love it. To say that Nate was upset about moving to the outskirts of a new town right after he started high school was an understatement. His new school was on fall break and... He didn't know anyone in town, so he spent most of the next couple of days exploring the wooded acres around his house. He found plenty of birds and squirrels, and one huge snake sunning on a rock. Not much else. That is, until... Nate stopped to listen. He hadn't talked to anyone other than his mom since he got to town a few days ago. Even that was limited since she had to work during the day. He didn't want to startle her by appearing suddenly out of nowhere. So he decided to make as much noise as possible as he made his way over to her. Yeah, I think so. That dog just came out of nowhere. Oh, I'm just glad that you are okay. I'm Lisa. Hey, it's great to meet you. I'm Nate. I just... Uh... Nate's eyes widened as he noticed the sheer drop-off about ten feet in front of him. He didn't notice before because the leaves covering the ground matched the colors of the treetops below. He had been about ten feet from the edge when he was attacked. Got extremely lucky. Oh, I can see that. But that's why I come out here, you know, because of the echo. The invincibility <laughs> of a youthful psyche prevailed and Nate quickly forgot that he had almost died. And the excitement of meeting another team took over. I just moved here and you're actually the first person I've met. I really like that jacket. Cool. It's retro. Oh, thanks. Hey, I like your hair. It's so red. Ah, uh, how easily friendship comes in youth. Before long, they were swapping stories like old pals. Yeah. They chased me for two blocks before I hid behind a dumpster and lost them. Oh my gosh. Bullies are awful. Just be glad you can run. I fall down every time I try. Yeah. The last time I ran is actually how I found this place. I tried to run away from home a couple years ago. Um... Oh, I'm not sure. It was something silly. 
not being able to go to Jenny's house or something. I don't even remember anymore. But I had a puppy, Snacks. He followed me to the woods, and I didn't know. I found this place, got cold, and went home. But Snacks never found his way home. How could he? He was only a few months old. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Losing someone, it's never easy. Maybe that's why I like coming here so much. You know, I find it peaceful. I think Snacks would have liked it here. Oh my, I didn't know how late it was getting. I've got to get home before Dad loses it. Uh, it was nice to meet you, Lisa. I'm here almost every day. Come back and visit anytime. Though it was getting dark in the forest, Nate's smile produced enough light for him to avoid any footfalls. Not only had he met another person, but <laughs> it was a girl. His beaming smile only faded that night as his dreams were plagued by the barks of a giant black dog that eventually pounced, knocking him prone in the dream. He woke from his frightful dream just before the dripping black jaws clamped down on his face. Nate, time to get up. Breakfast is almost ready. Nate couldn't be sure, but he thought he could hear a dog barking outside distantly. Nate was trying to think of something to do for the day. He wanted to go meet Lisa, but he didn't want to seem desperate. Morning, Mom. Mmm, that smells good. So, got any plans today? No. Are you going to see that girl again? Mom, I don't know. I mean, I might run into her. Who could that be? Hi, you must be Lisa. Come on in. Nate, Lisa is here. Oh, I love that jacket. I had one just like it when I was your age. Mine had blue flowers, though. Those red ones really pop off that yellow base. I just made breakfast. There's plenty if you want to grab a plate. I'm going to get ready for work. Thanks, man. Lisa grabbed a piece of bacon and nibbled a little off and on, her eyes wide with excitement. As soon as Nate's mom went in the other room, Lisa started talking. Sorry to come over unannounced, but I need your help. Hey, Lisa. How did you know where I lived? <laughs> there are only like three houses out here. I live in one, and while the Johnsons live in the other. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Well, what's up? On my way home last night, I saw that dog again. At first I was scared, but then I got a good look at it. Nate, I think it's Snacks. A few minutes later, the kids were headed into the woods in search of the missing butt. Are you sure it was Snacks? Well, we got him at the pound, so we weren't really sure what kind of dog he was. But the coloring is the same. I got a pretty good look last night. How do you know where to look? Snacks! See, see, it is him! Here, boy, Snacks! Where's he going? Snacks, come back! Hey, wait up, Lisa! Lisa. Lisa. Lisa! Where are you? At the bottom of the valley, Nate could see a dark shape moving among the fallen leaves. He found a path to the bottom, climbing down as quickly as he dared. When he made it to the bottom, 
he found the black dog waiting for him, panting and wagging its tail. Max, wait! Nate chased the dog through the narrow valley until... Lisa, snack! Nate noticed a leaf near the base of the cliff that kept flipping over in the wind, then flipping again as the wind changed. Unlike all the others, it did not float around. It remained anchored to the ground. Nate bent down and gave it a tug, but it was stuck tight. He tightened his grip on the plastic-filling leaf and pulled hard. As Nate pulled, a massive leaf shot into his face, and as they fell around him, Nate saw that they had been propelled by a mud-encrusted grinning skull. <sighs> its fleshy spine disappeared into the dirty yellow jacket with a red flower design on each lapel. Poor Lisa Shane. At least she'll finally be able to relax in her second resting place. It's right over there, you know. I dug it myself. Took extra care, too, because of what those bones had to go through. The soul, too, I suppose. Uh, you don't have to believe my story. I take no offense. I'm just telling it as I remember hearing it from Nate himself. He and his mother were the only one in attendance at the funeral, other than the minister. And myself, of course. Actually, it looks like little Lisa's stone could use some cleaning. That is a problem around here. Whiskey mold grows on everything. <laughs> now, if you'll excuse me, I have some work to do. Well, you know how it is. Interment was written and edited by Lucas Hosley. Nate was played by Matt Hosley. Lisa was played by Susie Hosley. Nate's mom was played by Jenny Wells Hosley. And of course, Cemetery was brought to life by Jason Shepard. And as always, special thanks to freesound.org for your amazing sound library. And a special thanks to all of the contributors to that site. Thank you very much. For more from this author, please check out Into the Wallwood by L.M. Hosley. The paperback now available on Amazon. And uh, keep an eye on this feed, guys, for the thrilling continuation of Interment, Act 2, coming soon. <laughs>